I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about what to do when wedding planning feels frivolous. So there are times in our lives when, you know, we're planning a wedding and all of a sudden the whole thing just feels really, really silly and frivolous and ridiculous and a waste of time. And often this happens when, you know, something more serious Uh, happens in your life. So for example, if someone passes away, if someone gets very sick, if someone loses a job, you know, that could be you, your partner, um, parent, sibling, someone just really close to you. Basically, when your life is kind of flipped upside down, totally shattered, something comes in and just sort of wrecks your regular reality. And it kind of makes you take a step back and go, whoa, all this wedding planning is really Uh, frivolous and ridiculous. And what am I doing? Why am I wasting my time on this? You know, when, you know, someone literally has died or gotten really sick or lost a job or, you know, we have to move across the country or across the world, whatever it is, something serious happens and it just sort of throws your brain totally out of whack and makes you rethink wedding planning and everything that you're doing. And if you are in this situation right now, my heart goes out to you. Um, I'm kind of in this situation myself. You might be able to tell from my voice. Uh, And it sucks. It sucks to be dealing with any sort of, you know, loss or sickness or death or anything like that. Horrible, horrible situation. And I thought it'd be interesting to do an episode uh, today about how that kind of affects wedding planning. And, you know, one minute you are looking at different font choices for your save the date and making sure you find the perfect shade of teal. And the next minute you're dealing with, you know, funeral arrangements or packing up your house or making difficult decisions at the hospital. And it just really sort of reframes wedding planning. So 
let's dive in. Um, the first thing that sort of comes to mind when I think about this topic is how do you still continue wedding planning in the middle of something really serious? So if you're dealing with, you know, death, sickness, lost job, whatever it is, how do you actually go forward with your wedding planning? So I think the first thing to do is just to separate all of your wedding planning tasks. Hopefully you have some sort of a list or a spreadsheet or a, I don't know, a Google Doc, a journal, a binder, a calendar, something, and sort of figure out what tasks are need to do and what tasks are want to do. So this is a really good way to just prioritize and make sure that you're getting done the things that really do need to get done and anything that's sort of extra, you know, you wanted to go and look at, um, I don't know, tie clips or necklaces, or you wanted to get a new pair of shoes, or you wanted to get a facial, or you wanted to do a fun DIY project. Uh, those are all great, but those are all sort of want to do tasks versus need to do tasks. Need to do might be, okay, we need to pay the caterer, or we need to, you know, book the venue by this date or something like that. So asking yourself what absolutely has to get done and what has to get done now. Like what is on the, uh, on the calendar coming up soon on the clock and sort of circling those things for yourself and hopefully that really helps to make your wedding planning a little bit simpler because when you are dealing with something you know big and serious and stressful it can be hard to then go oh my gosh and I also need to plan a wedding and here's my list of 147 tasks that need to get done but hopefully if you can go through that list and say okay what are the things that I need to do? Great. Okay. 147 is now down to a hundred. And then what are the things that I need to do this month? And maybe it's now down to, you know, 15. And then the next question is what can I postpone or what can I delegate? And hopefully this takes almost everything off of your plate. Hopefully you're able to delegate some of these tasks. Maybe someone else very close to you is not dealing with the serious thing. You know, maybe your partner is a little bit more free, uh, a parent, a sibling, a really close friend, and you're able to say, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with this thing. I really, really need your help. Can you please take on XYZ task? Or possibly you're able to postpone some of these tasks. Maybe you can reach out to some of your vendors and just say, Hey, you know, this big thing has happened in my life. I know we were going to decide on, uh, you know, cake flavors or whatever. Can I push that back two weeks or a month or whatever it is? Um, just reaching out. A lot of people are very, you know, understanding. They're generous with their time. They're kind. Hopefully all the vendors uh, that you're working with and all of the friends and family you have in your life will be there for you. They'll want to help you. So go ahead and ask. So hopefully after you have gone through your list, your wedding planning checklist of tasks, you've separated the needs versus the wants. You've separated the needs into what has to get done right now, you've postponed whatever you can, and you've delegated whatever you can, you hopefully only have a handful of things that you personally have to do immediately for wedding planning. And right away, that can help you feel a lot calmer, a lot less stressed, because it's not this huge mountain of tasks. You know that, you know, some things are going to be postponed or pushed back or dealt with by someone else, or maybe just not dealt with at all. Maybe you decide, hey, you know what, we're not going to do the DIY boutonnieres anymore like too much work, don't have time, not a priority. So hopefully that really helps. Um, another sort of side part of this is looking at the tasks and saying, which of these tasks would actually be fun or helpful or nice for me to do when I need a break? So for example, um, you know, in my situation right now, my days are um, very busy and stressful and serious, just dealing with 
um, you know, some things life is throwing at me. So, you know, when I come home at the end of the day and put my feet up, one of the wedding planning tasks, and I put that in brackets that I actually enjoy doing, that's a really nice way for me to just sort of, you know, rest my brain, rest my legs, just sit, sit on the couch, put my feet up and feel like I'm kind of being productive, but mostly that I'm just sort of taking a mental break is looking up uh, honeymoon stuff. I find it really, really fun. I've shared before that, you know, travel is one of my biggest hobbies, biggest passions, biggest pastime. So it's actually enjoyable for me to come back and it's, um, you know, there's no stress. We're not booking anything immediately. If you're listening to this in real time, we're still uh, pretty, pretty in the thick of the pandemic. I know vaccinations are coming out and things are looking better, but we're definitely not to the point where my partner and I are comfortable booking international travel. So right now it's all, you know, very low stakes. I don't need to book anything. I don't need to pay for anything. I am literally just browsing through beautiful photos and blog posts of far off destinations. And that's like a nice way for me to still feel involved in wedding planning, you know, doing something for the wedding, but it's nothing urgent and it's nothing super serious. And that's really nice. It's also important to know that it is totally okay to take a break. I did an episode on this in the past. I believe it's called What to Do When You Lose Your Wedding Planning Mojo. And I said in that episode that, you know, as long as you're not getting married next week or whatever, you know, a couple months from now, if you do have time, it is totally okay to take a break from wedding planning. A lot of weddings, you know, even if you are getting married next week, there's probably a way for you to press pause for at least, you know, a couple days, a day, a couple hours. Just take a step back, take a breath, you know, put your wedding on pause. If it's a really serious, you know, incident that you're dealing with, maybe you even postpone your wedding if that's a possibility. But at the end of the day, you know, bottom line, most wedding planning tasks are not super critical. They are not life or death. So it's okay to take a break, to delay them, to just take a step back. That is totally fine. And if that that's the way you want to get through whatever you need to get through, that is totally, totally fine. The next question I had that sort of came up around uh, this whole thing of, you know, what to do when wedding planning is feeling frivolous is how do I still plan my wedding and not feel guilty and also still enjoy it? And that's super tough. You know, if you are dealing with something, if there's been a death in the family, someone's gotten very sick, someone's lost a job, it's really hard to go from that to then go into wedding planning and not feel so guilty. I know so many couples felt horribly guilty about planning their weddings during, you know, the, the first bit of COVID, just people are getting sick, people are dying, it's a really scary time. And it's weird to sort of, you know, insert yourself into the conversation and go, oh, okay, but um, can you RSVP for my wedding? Or, uh, oh, let's, uh, let's pick napkin colors. Um, a lot of couples I know felt so bad about feeling bad. You know, they literally felt bad about feeling bad about postponing their wedding because it just seemed like such a small, minimal thing compared to, you know, losing loved ones or getting sick or anything like that. So those feelings of guilt are unfortunately very common in wedding planning, especially in this time. And it's hard to push through with wedding planning and not feel like a jerk for <laughs> prioritizing your wedding and to not feel bad about, you know, having fun with it, right? You know, if you're if you're in a situation where you are dealing with the death of a loved one and at the same time you're planning a wedding, it's really it's such a contrast of emotions and it's very very difficult to um sort of put those those two feelings side by side and say yes, you know, I'm having a fun time enjoying this, um but I don't want to feel guilty because this other horrible sad thing is happening in my life. So some of my tips on this and these are sort of tips I need to hear for myself too to be honest. Um but life life does go on. You know, weddings are beautiful, joyous life events. They bring people together. People, you know, some of their happiest memories are at weddings. A lot of people 
look back on weddings as the time when, oh, the family all came together and we have these, you know, great memories on the dance floor, you know, at the ceremony, just family, you know, hugs and photos and all this. And, and, you know, that's really special that you are planning something that's going to be happy memories for, you know, not just you and your partner, but your friends and your family for the future. You are literally planning something that's going to be, you know, a happy memory for so many people. That's really, really special. And, you know, in the event that someone in your life has died, they probably want you to have a happy wedding, right? They're probably not, you know, sitting wherever they're sitting right now thinking, oh, I hope this person has a horrible wedding. I hope they're just sad and miserable and crying over my death the whole time. They probably really want you to have that happy, beautiful wedding that's, you know, smiles and joy and laughter and, you know, thinking of them, of course, but not having it be this somber event. I think they'd be really proud and happy to to know that you still were able to have this beautiful wedding and, you know, have joy in your life. And it wasn't just this dark, dark rain cloud. I think it's also important to know that there is there is no correct way to grieve or to get through pain or to, you know, handle stress or get through tough times. Obviously, there's, you know, there's incorrect ways probably shouldn't be, um, you know, hitting a bottle or anything like that. There's definitely some uh, unhealthy ways of coping, but there's no one correct way to do it. So it's okay if, you know, during your grief, during your stress, during your pain, uh, you want to wedding plan. That is okay. You don't have to feel guilty about that. It's okay if you want to do something fun. It's okay if you want to laugh. It's okay if you want to smile. Um, and it's also okay if you don't want to. If you want to take a step back, like I said, there's a good chance you can take a break from wedding planning, even if it's a short break, even if it's you know, one day, one week, a couple hours, whatever it is, um, it's okay if you want to take a step back, if you want to take a break, but it's also totally fine if you want to keep going and if you want to enjoy yourself. And even though, you know, you are feeling sad and you do have these serious feelings and you're dealing with something serious, it's okay to have moments of frivolousness, frivolity, whatever the word is. It's it's okay to have lighthearted moments and it's okay to enjoy wedding planning, even if you know it's not the most important thing in the world. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The next question that comes up for me around this topic of, you know, what to do when something serious or sad or awful happens and you're still trying to wedding plan is how do you involve other people who are going through something serious? So, for example, if, um, you know, you're, let's say your maid of honors, uh, you know, knock on all the wood, your maid of honors partner passes away or their parent passes away or something like that. How do you still involve them? How do you still keep them involved in the wedding planning 
when they're dealing with something serious or, you know, whoever it is, if it's, if it's a separation, you know, they're dealing with it as well, or they're dealing with it more closely than you are, how do you still involve them in your wedding planning? So I think the first thing to do is obviously just be so super sensitive to what they're going through. There's a very good chance that they do not want to talk to you about, um, you know, the, hem length of their dress right now. Like there's so much else going on. And I think it's very important again, to go back to that first question of, you know, how do you keep going with wedding planning? Just looking at the tasks that you have and say, okay, is this critical? Can this wait? Can this be done without this person? Do I really need to involve them? Um, there's a good chance that you can probably get some stuff done without that person, without bothering them, without involving them. And I think they would really appreciate you sort of taking that stuff off their plate and just being really sensitive to what they're going through um, and acknowledging that, you know, their mind is elsewhere and they're dealing with some pretty serious stuff right now and they might not have time um, or the capacity to, to help with the wedding planning. If you do need to talk to them, I think the first thing to do is just to be really direct and say, hey, do you have headspace to talk about your, your dress length hem right now? Um, obviously this is already, you know, hoping that this isn't the first conversation you've had with them since whatever horrible thing has happened. You really want to make sure that you are there for whoever this is, friend, family member, that you're there for them outside of wedding planning. I talked about this in previous episodes, even, you know, regardless of serious situations or not, you always want to have relationships with your friends and your family members that are not just um, centered on the wedding. You want to make sure you are, you know, going out for lunch with your mom, having phone calls with your bestie, seeing friends from work, uh, you know, for drinks, whatever it is, and that you're not constantly talking about the wedding and asking them for help or giving them tasks to do, things like that. You want to have a relationship. You want to have a personality outside of your wedding. And that is especially true if your friend, your family member, whoever is going through a tough time and is dealing with something serious. You want to make sure you're there for them as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, as a brother, as a husband, whoever it is that you are there for them. And you're giving them that support and whatever they need and letting them know that you know that this is a really serious situation and that your wedding um doesn't need to take priority in their life right now, right? So you're there for them, you're giving them whatever they need. And if you do need to talk about, you know, let's say it's the last day to get the dress altered, you can say, hey, you know, I hate to burden you with this. Do you have the headspace to talk about the wedding for five minutes? And if no, no problem. Like I can figure something out, we can handle this. It is not a life or death situation. I care more about you and what you're going through than I do uh, the length of your dress. <laughs> like worst case scenario, I will safety pin it on the day of. Um, but I think being direct and asking them if they do have the headspace to talk about whatever you need to talk about um, is totally fine. And giving them an out sort of say, hey, let's talk about this for five minutes. And then that's it. We're done. No more wedding planning talk. No worries. Um, on the other hand, there's definitely, you know, everyone grieves differently. Everyone goes through stress and pain and things like that differently. There are some people who might actually really enjoy the distraction. Maybe they don't want to be just sitting there sad, talking about their thoughts. They don't, you know, maybe they've done enough of that for the day. They've cried it out. You know, they've already had that and they want to uh, be distracted. They want to have something else going on that they can think about so they don't have to think about the other serious thing. So that's another option as well. You know, the person, and you can sort of give them that avenue, say like, hey, if you, if you need a distraction, if you don't want to think about 
whatever the thing is, um, you're more than welcome to come with me to try to cake tasting or whatever. Or you can say, but you know what, no pressure. If that's not something you want to do right now, if you'd rather we, you know, we don't go cake tasting and we just sit and chat or we watch a movie or whatever it is you want to do, that's totally cool with me too. So just being flexible, being sensitive to whatever they're going through, uh, being direct when you do need to sort of talk about the wedding and uh, being there for them outside of wedding planning. Those are sort of my main tips on how to deal with someone who, you know, is involved in the wedding planning, but they're dealing with this, you know, serious thing. My last sort of point on this whole thing is that yes, sometimes wedding planning is frivolous. So if you're getting those feelings, if whatever has happened in your life has sort of shook you up, made you sort of reevaluate, has made you think that your wedding planning and your wedding maybe is, you know, silly and ridiculous and unnecessary, there's definitely an aspect of weddings that are like that. I think, um, there's really some aspects of the wedding that do not matter, you know, trying to find the right shade of rose gold or beige or pink for your nail polish, probably not that important, getting the exact right, uh, you know, shape of confetti, probably not that important, exactly which table linens need to go on which tables, probably not that important. And especially when you are dealing with something big, like a death or a sickness or a lost job or anything like that, it really puts these things in perspective. And honestly, that can sometimes be a good thing. Sometimes you get a little bit too lost in all of these nitty gritty details. You're spending hours and hours and hours on Pinterest or going through, um, you know, Facebook marketplace, whatever it is. And it's kind of uh, almost a good reminder that there is life outside of wedding planning and, you know, more important things happening in the world. And, um, sometimes it's it's kind of nice because it actually makes you focus on what is really important right like why why are you having this wedding what is the, what is the point of all of this is it you know your love for each other making sure that you really are cementing that and celebrating that and you know honoring your commitment is it just making happy memories with your loved ones is it seeing family members who you haven't seen for a long time just having you know a really joyous time just making the most out of life there are so many great reasons to have a wedding and to celebrate with the people you love. And I think when something serious happens in your life, it can kind of remind you of, hey, this is why we're doing this. It's not about the exact right shade of rose gold or the exact shape of the confetti or the right table linens. It's about our love. It's about our family. It's about making great memories. And some of these details do not matter and we can let them go. Because even if you know, you're thinking, hey, this wedding is ridiculous. This is frivolous. Why are we bothering? This is, you know, so not important. There are, yeah, there are aspects of the wedding that, that probably don't matter, that probably are frivolous, that you could probably do without. But the whole day, you know, it does have meaning. There's a reason you're getting married. There's a reason you're planning a wedding. There's a reason you're inviting people and you want to celebrate with them. And you want to stand up there and say your I do's to your partner. And all of that is important. And I think it's important even in light of more serious things. And I think, um, you know, if someone has passed away in, in your life, I think they would say the same thing to you. They would say, you know, this day, your love, your relationship, this celebration is still important. And I want you to have that happiness in your life. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I've got on this one. Um, I hope, I hope that was helpful. And I hope if you are dealing with something serious and, and difficult in your life, that you're okay, that you're getting the support that you need. 
um, that things, the things work out, that you feel better, that, you know, your loved ones feel better, whatever the situation may be, and that you still are able to find ways to continue with your wedding planning that feel right to you, that aren't stressful, that aren't adding more to your plate, but that are joyful and are maybe a nice break or a nice distraction. And that at the end of all of this, you know, you still get to have that beautiful wedding that is a celebration of your love, of, you know, a gathering of your friends and family, and that it's a really, really happy memory for all of you and um, feels well worth it, even if that's not exactly where your brain is right now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.